Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union label. That's to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, welcome back to another hour of the Alan Nathan Show on this day. Uh, Somebody that we always, you know, we have some go-to guys here at the Main Street Radio Network. And one of them is Gregory Wrightstone a geologist and the executive director of the CO2 Coalition in Arlington, Virginia. He is best-selling author of Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Gregory Wrightstone joins us right now on the Ellen Nathan Show. Hi, Greg. Good to have you. Oh, good Good to be back on with you again. A lot of talk, lots to talk about, as usual, oh, about climate change. My. And it's mostly bad. Unfortunately. Okay, so give give it to us. The good news, the bad news, and the worst news. And then maybe we'll have some good news at the end. Well, I mean, we've got Joe Biden uh, pushing in the Biden administration. Well, actually, it's the EPA uh, saying they're now going to regulate uh, greenhouse gas emissions from the existing coal plants, which they hadn't done before. Um, and basically, they're going to require all coal-powered electricity plants to sequester or remove the carbon dioxide that they're producing and store it someplace, which will basically put virtually all of them out of business. Uh, I think there's some 340 left, and those are most stable. That natural gas-fired electricity are, are, are reliable, stable, affordable. They provide abundant energy, uh, but these will be extremely expensive uh, if they're going to elect to do it, um, and they're just going down this path of getting rid of, of reliable energy sources and trying to replace it with uh, with what I call the unreliables, wind and solar. And it's we're we're it's a, these are dark days for America, very dark days. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going down a path of, of of brownouts and blackouts on a regular basis, and no one there don't seem to be any adults in charge or scientists. And doesn't that make it easier if you have malicious intent, which is something we were talking about last hour, doesn't that make it easier to control people if you control their energy, you control their food, you control their finances, what have you? Um, Can a case finally be made for the fact that they're doing all this on purpose? And I mean, you know, from a geologist and an expert, you tell me. Well, of course you're doing that on purpose. This is exactly what they, when he, when Joe Biden was running for office before he was elected, he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut down. Uh, Obama uh, stated the same thing. Might as well uh, be the that, same person, right? Yeah. They're, you know, yeah. We're going to make electricity, you know, get out of the coal business. We're going to make it so expensive you can't do business. And Joe Biden said we're going to shut down oil, oil and gas. From day one, he did it with XL Pipeline. Boy, it would be nice to have 830,000 barrels of Canadian oil coming into the country right about now, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
But that's yeah. that's what we would have gotten with the XL pipeline, which would have been operational by now. Uh, no, this this is all a very deliberate attempt uh, to control the energy sources and try and force us all over to electric uh, vehicles. You know, they're trying to to. Uh, we just filed a comment last week. Uh, the uh, Department of Energy is trying to regulate your gas stoves. What they've done, oh, the yeah. regulations that they're that they're imposing, uh, we we filed a twenty-eight page uh, technical comment opposed to this. Um, what they want to do is regulate your gas stoves, and basically they'll 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 regulate them out of business, and so you can't buy one. They and we just same with the shower heads. Uh, you'll be interested. You might get a chuckle out of this. Uh, we moved. I'm living in. I have an apartment here in Arlington, Virginia. My wife and I. And the shower head just it just barely dribbled out. Uh, we went out and bought a new one, and, and we knocked out all the water suppression. Uh, that's what the problem is. There were three water devices to regulate the water flow. Uh, I knock them both out, and man, I tell you what, in the shower, I mean, it's powerful now, but they don't want that. Uh, and uh, there's things like that. People are trying to get around it. The uh, Your toilets. Uh, in my office building here, you got to flush it three times, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's because of water regulation. You're actually lose, using more water with these low low flow devices, probably than what just a regular toilet would be. Uh, and they want to do that with washing machines now too. They're regulating with proposals to regulate washing machines and your light bulb. They're try, they, they're going to make completely make incandescent light bulbs illegal and. Some of us thought they already did. Some of us thought they already did. Um, Remember the big brouhaha about light bulbs not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. But no, it's going to be complete now. Yeah, Yeah, because I I know we just went out and bought uh, uh, lights for our deck, you know, decorative lights that were incandescent. And they're, no, can't get them anymore. Yeah, and, and when I say they're doing it on purpose, I don't mean all the things that you just laid out doing it on purpose, but doing on purpose to lower the quality of our lives, causing us more hardship, more misery, things more expensive, um, to superimpose our own uh, sensibilities that we used to think politicians wanted our lives to be better, thought that they served our interests. It looks like they're working at direct cross-purposes to our interests. With that as the most horrible bad news, uh, what do we do since we probably have to go in just a little bit? Actually, we have a little bit of more time. Well, we're just we're, we're fighting back. We're pushing back. We're, uh, we filed two amicus briefs last year against one was Louisiana versus Biden. It's called the Social Cost of Carbon Pushing Back. We filed one here against the EPA regulating carbon dioxide as a pollutant. Uh, in fact, oral arguments in that case were just heard last week. Uh, so we're doing what we can here. We've also launched an education initiative. Uh, we took a look at the state of science education in America and found out that our children were, weren't being taught critical thinking skills or the scientific process. They were being indoctrinated into this climate cult. Uh, right. And because of that, we've we've actually done something about that. We've got a a new website we'll roll out here, hopefully in ten days or less. Uh, CO two learning center. We've got uh, 
comic books, science-based comic books, videos, uh, and lesson plans to go along with them. And uh, so it's, it's, I'm really proud of what we've done. Uh, and if you want to, the videos are available on YouTube at CO2 Learning Center is the, is the YouTube CO2 Learning Center. Uh, they're really entertaining, done manga and anime style. And the kids just love them. Yeah, and, and that's another issue that we're watching, which is in order to control, take over, manipulate, bully, intimidate, what have you, uh, they use fear. When you talk to young people who haven't had the, the, the pleasure of talking to you, Greg Whitestone, Wrightstone, uh, they get kids who are so terrified, they've been indoctrinated so completely and thoroughly that they're not going to have children which is what these people want, because they're afraid of the weather. Yeah, yeah, and we, we, we're seeing that a lot. Uh, it's just crazy, yeah. it's, and it's all over a non-existent cri- climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. Uh, we, we see the Earth's ecosystems are thriving and prospering, and the human condition's improving because of modest warming and increasing CO2. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's a conspiracy theory, right? It's a conspiracy to say that it is not, that there is no climate crisis. If you create a crisis for anything, whether it's a virus or a, a climate or a energy, like we, we have been talking about, um, you, can, you can control people. My, oh, my. Um, you got about a minute. What do you want to leave us with? And what do we need to do to fight this <laughs> at the risk of calling it mis and disinformation how do we how do we fight that well uh, my my book inconvenient facts lays a lot of this out uh it was actually just yesterday back at a number one bestseller on amazon uh how about so that? It, wow. yeah how about that and uh <laughs> so i i'm loving that um uh, you can learn a lot about the the 60 inconvenient facts i lay out in my book uh, so that's inconvenient facts. So that's, Wonderful. That's one good start. Okay, Gregory Wrightstone. He knows. They don't want him to know, but he knows. Thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate it. When we come back, we'll have another great guest here on the Alan Nathan Show. You're listening to the Main Street Radio Network. I'm Karen Cataline. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Spring is here. Time to get out of the gym and take your workout outdoors. Whether you're walking, running, swimming, or biking, it's important to have a proper warm-up routine to prevent injuries. Five-time Ironman triathlon world champion Craig Crowey-Alexander has some advice. Sprains, strains, and injuries can happen to any athlete. Even a minor injury can affect your performance and derail your fitness routine. One of the best ways to try and prevent injuries is to make sure you prepare properly. Alexander recommends always starting with a 10 to 15 minute dynamic warm-up. Activation exercises combined with some dynamic movements like lunges are great for warming up. Focus on one specific movement at a time until you feel ready to go. 
Be sure to listen to your body and use proper support gear when needed to protect yourself and prevent injury. The Curad Performance Series Ironman lineup includes rugged supports, wraps, kinesiology tape, bandages, and analgesics to support you on your fitness journey. For more, go to curad.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to skill 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, and we're plugging right along in our list of lineup of great guests. This next guest is talks about the kind of thing that I seek to talk about at various times because times are so challenging today. Uh, and so I'm delighted to uh, see what she has to say. She's the founder of Let's See Labs and author of the book, 
You are us. How to build bridges in a polarized world. Can you say polarized world today? Oh my. Gareth Gwynn joins us right now on the Alan Nathan Show. Welcome, Gareth. So good to have you with us. Great to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yes. Well, it's funny because, you know, I'm asking this question on my show all the time is instead of being a goody two shoes and saying everything's fine, things are not very fine, not only in America, but in the world. And a lot of things are topsy turvy and upside down. You, however, have written a book, How to Build Bridges in a Polarized World. Um, and so why don't you talk about that if you could in in light of especially the uh, the difficult times that we are watching with things being imp- imposed upon us against our will, which is not <laughs> not in line with the Constitution. What do we, you know, how, how do we handle all that? I mean, I don't know if you can in, you know, 14 minutes, but let's give it a shot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, well, one of the things that I invite people to do is to really take take some energy away from what it is we're advocating for, what it is we're doing, and start to really look at how are we doing it. And so when we, when we say, how am I engaging in approaching, you know, divided issues or advocating for the things that I care about and taking responsibility for the perhaps um, disowned emotions or motivations that are driving behind, you know, how we're taking action. And a lot of times I find that there's fears hidden underneath and there's anger hidden underneath. And I found once we actually begin to use those emotions as our guidepost, instead of creating vilification narratives, about other people and blaming the world, we actually start to see our vulnerability. We start to see, oh, wow, this is really what I care about. And at the same time, we can start to have compassion and openness and curiosity about what is it we, we're disagreeing with? What is it about we, we want to blame someone for, for the way that they make us feel? But actually, once we reclaim sovereignty of our own feelings, then we can engage with people. We don't ever have to fully agree with them, but we can hear them and we can explore together and we can be curious. And we might not know what possibilities could come if we shift from how we engage from anger and blame and we instead come from curiosity. All right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. Gareth Gwynn is our guest right now. Uh, Gareth, am I blaming people too much if I notice that there's a new social uh, acceptability? And I will say quite clearly, you don't have to if you don't want, the radical left, which which controls the Democrat Party, has mm-hmm. has codified blaming others, codified uh, emotion as a means of justification, and and then shutting down their uh, uh, dissenters, people who disagree, people who ask questions, people who just say, you know what, that's good for you, it's not good for me. So if I, am I blaming others by saying that there is a group of people in this country that have made a profession of blaming others? And how do you get rid of all that crazy making in which they blame others when they're doing exactly what they're telling other people that they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really good question. And I think that you're pointing right to the heart of, you know, noticing, are we beginning to, what is it that makes us begin to act in a contradiction? 
right? And so if we're experiencing um, other people live in contradictory behaviors, then that invites us in to say, okay, are there ways I might be doing this? And when I'm experiencing blame, you know, is that really helping me actually advocate for the things that I believe in? Is, is it, or is it a distraction? And so, you know, for example, you know, if, if I'm experiencing someone come with an agenda, an ideology, and they're trying to impose that on me, you know, if I am, I can notice, oh, I'm scared of being controlled. I don't think it's right to be controlled. I don't think that you should control me. And so I can notice this fear and this resistance. And if I don't actually you know, take responsibility for that emotions as they come up, then I can easily slide into this place where then I blame them for blaming me, you know, and then that becomes this. And so I think that I'm curious to learn what is it about people when they get to a place where they feel that that's their only option in life. And if I'm able to hear that and understand where they're coming from, then together we can expand possibilities with, you know, because our minds are open to each other. But if All I'm right, just, so let's, mm-hmm. if I may, and, and mm-hmm. forgive me, but I love this stuff. I mean, I have an MSW. I love this stuff, right? Great. So let's use as an example, a whole group of people, namely parents who mm-hmm. disagreed and do not like that their kids are being put, you know, being taught that there is no boy and no girl and uh, pornography on public school shelves. And for their trouble of standing up for that, they were called domestic terrorists. That's called being blamed, right? They were mm-hmm, called mm-hmm. domestic terrorists and, and, and that enables the federal government to come in and actually persecute and punish parents because they've been labeled domestic terrorists for disagreeing with the school board. Now, Uh what advice are you giving? Can you give to people who are being called domestic terrorists? Should they not blame the people that are blaming them or what do they do? Yeah, well, I don't have a like one answer that solves the whole thing. I will say that. And I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I will say that I, I, you know, the, the approach, I guess what I'm, what I'm advocating for is a shift in thinking where it's saying, um, this is, you know, the, the, the experience of feeling persecuted is a universal human experience. And I'm not at, I'm not justifying that that should be a human experience and it's always has been. And so yeah, but there's a big that? difference. Uh, 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 Gareth, between feeling persecuted as we used to do years ago when we had mm-hmm. uh, a relatively free country and actually being persecuted. Um, you know, there's that old phrase, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't after you. Th- there is a reality. Mm-hmm. This gets to the heart of what I uh, am concerned about. We almost are out of time. I'm going to give you the last word. You know what I'm saying? Feeling persecuted and actually being persecuted are fundamentally different. What do we do about that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, and I agree with you. And I do think, though, that, that there is a, a freedom in being able to actually process our own experience of feeling persecuted, of feeling victimized, and, and stepping out of a victim mentality, and then reapproaching those issues that we want to engage right. with. And I think that at, from that place, possibilities that couldn't have been seen before can be seen. Okay. Well, that is just a, uh, an appetite wetter, an hors d'oeuvre of, of this topic. And uh, 
I'll have to have her back on my show and others. Gareth Gwynn, thank you for joining us. We so appreciate it. When we come back, we're going to tackle abortion, the abortion pill, and the Supreme Court. Don't go away. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline. This is the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools... Suddenly, everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. (laughs) I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. 
I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. Boy, it goes so quickly around here. Both the news is quick and so are the guests. They're quick and witty and knowledgeable. I'm delighted to welcome our next guest, founder of the anti-abortion organization Operation Rescue and producer of the upcoming coming documentary, Dragon Slayers. Not that this issue is still hot and has been for 60 years, uh, but um, here to talk about it, Randall Terry joins us. Randall, thank you so much for the uh, uh, graciousness of your time. We so appreciate it. I'm happy to be with you, Karen. God bless you. Make his face shine on you and on your show. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) And that's right from my book, the uh, what we call the Old Testament, what you call uh, what you call the Old Testament, we call the Torah. And uh, so there is a Supreme Court issue right now going on with the abortion bill. We will definitely have time to talk about your documentary, Dragon Slayers, because I saw the trailer. Talk about the Supreme Court issue and the abortion pill and what's really going on right there right now. Well, there are several issues at play here. One is that we all are coming to the, I would say, the, the obvious conclusion that the Supreme Court has, in fact, become a political body. Uh, Roberts' leadership, in my opinion, has been a disaster because he really does wet his finger and put it in the wind and wants to see what public opinion is all about rather than following the rule of law. And we're, we're going to see with, this, um, with the abortion pill, we're going to see how this plays out in the Fifth Circuit. Um, people have to understand that the Supreme Court has not ruled on this. And that's very important because when they intervened and put the, st- the temporary hold on, that is not a decision. It's not a, like Roe versus Wade was a decision. Dobbs was a decision. This is not a decision. 
what will happen is the Fifth Circuit will take a while. They'll make a ruling. And pro-life forces and the pro-abortion forces are going to file complaints, briefs in different districts. The Second Circuit, New York, uh, could be one. The Ninth Circuit, uh, Northern California, could be one. And as these various cases go up the ladder and there's conflict, then the Supreme Court will hear it. And, you know, the... (laughs) The issue is going to revolve around the ability to kill a human being through the mail. That's literally what this is going to come down to. Because in certain states where it is now illegal to kill a human being after conception, well, if, if, the, if a woman orders a, uh, a pill from India or from England, who's checking the mail? Who, who is going to enforce state law at the federal level? Because the post office is, a, is an arm of the federal government. So we're going to see a chaos over this. And we will ultimately see, no matter what happens, we are ultimately going to see a black market. There's no way around it. There always is, isn't there? There's always a black yeah. market. But th- yep. does that mean too, that you and your particular organization, Operation Rescue, that you believe that this, I'm sure of this, I just want to verify, that the abortion pill should be completely banned, right? Yes, it should be criminal. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that the people who, yep, absolutely. And, you know, I'll go on a, I'll go on two quick rabbit trails. First of all, please. um, Yeah. Operation Rescue was a movement. And if people want to learn more, they should go to my website, RandallTerry.com, R-A-N-D-A-L-L-T-E-R-R-Y, which is obviously my name. Um, And they can see that promo about Operation Rescue. We had over 75,000 arrests, peaceful arrests, but now the, the organization is not functioning. So we, it's an incredible moment in history, but I digress. So, the the other thing is Wait, why that, isn't the uh, just uh, stop there and don't forget what you're going to say. So the organization Operation Rescue is not functioning anymore. How come? Well, and the two things happen. One is the federal government when when President Clinton was elected, Janet Reno, his attorney general, said that he was going to make it his or she was going to make it her top priority to destroy Operation Rescue. Because at that time, in the late 80s and the early 90s, we had massive waves of peaceful civil disobedience. The movement was 10 times the size of the civil rights movement as far as arrests were concerned. The civil rights movement had about 7,000 arrests, and we had over 75,000 arrests. And and the the Clinton administration said, we're going to crush Operation Rescue. And they did. They, They unleashed a wave of lawsuits against us. When I filed bankruptcy in 94, because of my work, I had 27 active lawsuits against me. And then um, they passed a bill, a law called the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. You might have remembered a couple months ago, that man up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was that law. So that law was passed to break the back of Operation Rescue. And it was successful because it went from us being 
um, like a you know a little ticket or a couple nights in jail at a, at a local venue. It went from that to the full force of the federal government, the FBI, the Department of Justice. You know, federal misdemeanors or federal felonies, people ended up you know could end up doing years in jail, and so that was it. I mean, the, the costs on a personal level for most people became prohibitive. So well, we and we're seeing on. these We've... tactics, just as an aside, we're seeing these tactics being used on uh, American citizens on a whole host of issues that they've decided we're not allowed to think, believe, or disagree, whether yeah, it's, it's the scary. alphabet mafia, if you believe that, that uh, there are only two genders and not Heinz 57, <laughs> There's a whole lot of I things, love it. Uh, regardless. Right. Right. No, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, of, of I love that. Whether... I'm going to steal. Gonna... Yeah. yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm going to steal that line. I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal that line. That's a good line. I'm stealing okay. that. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what we're watching. It's like you were the guinea pigs. I mean, I probably have some disagreements with you on because I don't like to see things banned. I mean. It, it, you know, it, it was once said that uh, this Constitution was not made for an immoral people. And there's a million ways to end a pregnancy. There's a million ways to commit suicide, and you can't ban every one of them. So I do disagree. On the other hand, there are some people who believe, Randall Terry, that you're not, that Americans are not allowed to hear your point of view, that Americans are not allowed to see your film. And and that's where uh, it 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 is, shall we say, to coin a phrase, also there. But for the grace of God, go all of us. If we allow somebody like you to be censored and shut down, and I have your uh, First Amendment rights uh, uh, violated, it's only a matter of time. And guess what? We're living in it, where a lot yep. of people's rights are being violated if they dare to disagree. So with yep. that being well, said, go down another rabbit hole if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're an old school. You're an old school liberal. My mom and dad would love you. So um, I'm not a liberal you know, at all, but let's not. <laughs> no, I meant I meant in, in the old school liberal. sense. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. But, right, right, right. That's the home <laughs> right. that I grew up in. Yeah. So yeah. the other the other small thing is that. Um, so Operation Rescue went dormant, and then a few years ago, unfortunately, a guy in Kansas decided he was going to steal the name, literally identity theft. And so he's been raising money under the name of Operation Rescue, but had nothing to do with us. He, it's just it's just tragic. But anyway, that's life. I mean, life goes on. People, There are people that value money. So above ethics, value, I, I value money, but ethics first. So the the issue is, uh, you hit the nail on the head. The my mission, uh, without equivocation, is to make it a criminal a criminal act to kill a human being from conception until birth. That is the goal of the pro life movement, to make it a criminal act in all fifty states to kill a human being by any means from conception until birth. And states like Tennessee, where I live, and, and other conservative states, that is now basically the case. States like California, Illinois, New York, they will kill children till the end of time unless we can pass some type of federal legislation, like there's federal legislation against slavery or federal legislation against 
multiple marriages, polygamy. And I hear that theme music. That means we've got to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) You've done this before. I love it. See, we're modeling actual civil discourse from two people who don't really agree on some things, but agree on others. Randall Terry has agreed to wrap up the show with us. We'll talk about his documentary and uh, this topic right after this break. Don't go away. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. We'll be right back. The pandemic is just one factor that forced companies to rethink the way they conduct business. In addition to remote employees, companies are uploading more data to the cloud and workers are using a wide variety of apps and devices. As a result, businesses are more susceptible to security breaches than ever before. For 10 years, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud has helped businesses improve security and minimize vulnerability. Security continues to be a top concern for businesses. According to JumpCloud Vice President Eric Brown, organizations need to reconsider their approach. Identity is the new center of IT and the foundation around which all IT infrastructure should be built. That's where we at JumpCloud come in. We help companies and people make work happen with secure, frictionless access to the apps and data they need with an open directory platform designed for identity transformation. To learn how JumpCloud can help your business, visit JumpCloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who who got got his his first first job, job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? 
or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back to the Ellen Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, and I'm having a wonderful time talking to Randall Terry, founder of the anti-abortion organization Operation Rescue and producer of the upcoming documentary Dragon Slayers. Thank you for uh, staying with us for one more segment, Randall. We appreciate it. Happy to do it. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, because this segment is short, uh, cut to the chase here, if I can, because uh, the other discussion, sure. my goodness, we could talk for two hours, and and it was it's just a lot of fun. Um, you asked me to look at the um, trailer of your upcoming do- documentary, which I did, Dragon Slayers, about the Operation Rescue movement. I have a question in the background, but why don't you talk about this and and uh let me know how come you asked me and i'll let you know what one of the reactions that i had to it um uh, talk about this documentary in general and uh, any question you have for me all right well i have um a, a history in filmmaking and television so i've had my own tv show for over 10 years over 1200 episodes on terrestrial tv an actual network and before that, I had syndicated radio for almost uh, 11 years. And I love communications. And I've been hauling around all of this memorabilia, to, to video footage, newspaper articles, magazine articles, uh, arrest records, massive files. Literally for 35 years, I've been hauling it around and paying for you know, air-conditioned heated storage units to keep it all pristine. And now that Roe is overturned, we need to make a documentary because people, I'm, I'm a little older now. <laughs> Let's put it to you like yeah. that. So I'm, I lie about my age all the time. I tell people I'm 54 and holding. So that's the, that's the, that's the, and, tomorrow and I'm 64. You, <laughs> you're how old? Tomorrow I turn 64. Happy birthday. So, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
But a lot of people who are in their 40s and even 50s have no clue about Operation Rescue, none, because winners write history. So this was the biggest civil disobedience movement in American history. We dominated the news for years. I mean, one-on-one interview with Dan Rather, with one-on-one interview with Leslie Stahl I did. Oprah Winfrey had me on twice. You know, these are huge stories, huge interviews. New York Times, Washington Post. We were on television and newspapers every continent in the world except for Antarctica. So... But when Clinton came and broke our back and then uh, Bush and then Obama, you know, it just kind of faded from people's memories. And young people have no idea what we did. So the documentary will show what other newscasters and book writers have said. And that is that without Operation Rescue, Roe versus Wade would never have been overturned. Because Operation well, and Rescue did you gave- lose? I mean, it sort of has that feel of the Alamo, you know, you won the well, you it, lost yeah. the battle, but you won the war. Well said. Uh, what I tell people is operation. They broke our back, but they but Operation Rescue went to seed. And all of those thousands of activists who were in the street protesting said, OK, fine, we'll go into politics. And then we fought like heck in the political realm up to this very day. And I beg people, go to RandallTerry.com and watch this promo piece. And if you want to see this movie made, please make a contribution. Please. We need to raise the money. It's crowdfunding. And my latest book just came out. It's called Divine Correction, How God Gets the Nation's Attention. And uh, Karen, I think you would love it as a student of the Torah, because most of the book Mm. is anchored in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's. It's a lifelong study of mine. So what did you think of the promo, (laughs) the video? Well, number one, I mean, a couple things as quickly as I can say them. First off, uh, I love hearing that you've been a filmmaker. uh, I have kind of a spotty background, a checkered past of having been a social worker and in entertainment. And I feel very strongly that conservatives in general have to be a lot more out there in the entertainment field and comedy in all of it, because uh, we're getting buried by an agenda and uh, it's very powerful. And the left knows that. Secondly, uh, it's fascinating and I think people need to hear the story. Uh, I found myself asking, gosh, I wish we could package the resolve that was shown just in that little documentary clip uh, for protecting everyone's life and liberty right now. Because the slippery slope is alive and well, and now yep. the life and liberty of every citizen can you say COVID, COVID, and all the rest is front and center. The disrespect for innocent life is upon us. Uh, So I hope you can package it and bottle it uh, because that kind of resolve, people are dumbstruck. They have the curse of awareness, as I call it. They know what's going on, but they don't know what to do about it. And you're offering uh, a way to do it, which I'm sure the left doesn't want anybody to know about. So with that, you, you, uh, I'll give you the floor for the last bit. You tell us what we need to know about this and where we can find this documentary. Go to RandallTerry.com. You, you were 
very insightful. This generation of young people has been castrated and disemboweled. They do not know how to fight. They think that by blogging or cyberspacing or TikToking or YouTubing that they have impacted the world. And it's, it's a delusion. We must go back into the streets. And so one of the reasons that we're doing this documentary is to tell the story of the past, but to inspire the passion for the future. It's critical that we have people that understand the way America works. Social tension precedes political change. And mm. right now, our enemies are dominating the playing field. If you look yes. at women's voting rights, the end of segregation, the end of uh, child labor, all of these great paradigm shifts were preceded by protest, aggressive action, incendiary images. And we've got to revive that spirit, that passion for the defense of liberty, You're, uh, for the defense of gender. I mean, my God in heaven, exactly. help us. they're telling little boys that they can cut their penis off and become a girl. I mean, this is right. satanic. And we, uh, I you love know what? the fact that you. I can't disagree we, with you one bit. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. Well, Go. Uh, no, no, it's all right. We, we both know the power of entertainment. We are a film studio. We've got books. We've got documentaries. We've got a time travel movie. I beg people, go to randallcherry.com. And if you like time travel, you'll see our new award-winning movie called Time Boys. Randall Terry, boy, that's exciting. And it's like a shot in the arm. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We look forward to hearing from you. That does it for The Ellen Nathan Show. Stay strong. Speak out. Don't give up. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.